Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 186. I am your hostess, your girl, Brittany Crossan. Thanks so much for coming back for another episode. Today's guest is such a fun one. She's so sweet. And we talk about how to have a fulfilling business and and that that we love joy and that we like the happy things and the positive things. And she's just going to make you feel all of those good feelings. Emily Kurth is the owner of Coco and June, and she's an artist. She's super talented. And like I said, super sweet. And she just has really good perspective on how to make sure the business that you're building um, is fulfilling. And it's it's really a fun, relaxed, cool conversation. So that's coming up here in just a few minutes. The only little order of business I have for you right now is to announce that we are looking for podcast sponsors. We're looking for sponsors for this show. Yes, the Social Sunshine Podcast, but we're also looking for sponsors for the entire Fun Love Media Podcast Network, which is a total of four shows. So let me tell you what the shows are because you have got to go and listen to all of our shows. There's so great. And all of uh, my fellow Fun Love Media hostesses <laughs> are great as well and offer so much in their shows. You're going to love them. So let me tell you the shows. So it's it's this one, of course. Also, uh, Wing It Rise Up by Lindsay Hanlon. So you want to look that up, Wing It Rise Up. Um, also, Unlimited Horizons, her as an H-E-R, <laughs> and that's hosted by Megan Mizzuto. She is the president of the International Association of Women. And then the final show is called This is 65, hosted by Aaron Akenheil. And all of these shows are so good in different ways, but the common denominator is that we are, well, we're all females in the United States of America. There's that, right? But more importantly than that, honestly, is that we are all hosts of these shows because we're, we love it. We want to do this. We enjoy podcasting and we enjoy bringing our messages, our guests, um, education, fun, inspiration, all the things to an audience. Like all four of us genuinely enjoy uh, being podcast hosts and having these shows. And so now that we've got things grooving along a little bit with Fun Love Media and with our podcast, um, we, we want sponsors. We want people though. Listen, this is important because- Look, if you listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, sometimes the advertisements are not, uh, how should I say this, um, as effective as they could be and also not as um, caring, if, if that makes sense, as they could be. And what I mean by that is that, you know, we're not looking for just advertisers for the sake of advertisers to make a buck. We're looking to partner up with brands that want to have true collaborations, right? Because we we don't want to uh, sell you on some random product that we don't even know if you guys listening, you know, would like 
that's dumb. I don't want to do that. And I'm not about that. And neither are all of our other hosts. So we want to partner up with brands that are, you know, mission driven, that really care about their product and their customers and what they do in their company. And, and that want, you know, to be on shows of hosted by people that are also mission driven and really care. And, and, you know, obviously we have a lot of female listeners between all the shows, but we also have a lot of small business owners listening, a lot of content creators listening. Um, it's just a really good target audience, you know, and, and because we are a young podcast network, you know, what that means really is that brands that maybe can't afford, um, to advertise on huge platforms that, you know, they now have access to, to advertise on really good, solid shows like ours. And because we're young, you know, you're, you, you don't have to have this enormous marketing budget and, um, and we're still going to talk you, talk you up and introduce you to our, our listeners and post about you on social media and share all the things. And we're just looking for really, really great brands for that. I just wanted to announce that here. I've never announced it here before. And I thought, let's just talk about this. And, and also as a listener, I would love to hear your feedback on podcast advertising. Like what, what are your thoughts on this? Because it's, it's proven to be really effective in that, um, a lot of people genuinely will still listen to the ads on podcasts and actually end up buying. And so it's doing well in general, but I want to know like what you like, what you don't, like what drives you crazy when it comes to podcast ads and all that stuff. So if you would DM me or the show on Instagram, okay? So this show is at the Social Sunshine Podcast on Instagram and I'm at Brittany Crossan on Instagram. That's just the quickest um, in most convenient way to get a hold of me in the show. I want to hear what you have to say. Okay. Tell me all of the things that are just getting on your nerves about podcast ads <laughs> and then tell me, tell me the things that you actually like, you know, and that actually feel really good. Cause that matters to us as well as we continue to build and grow this podcast network. And we, we want, you know, we want shit to be good. We want to be the real deal and have everything be very genuine. And it really, really matters to all of us, all of our shows. So I just wanted to share that with you. Um, I appreciate it. And I always appreciate if you'll share this show. The more people that listen, the more impact that we can make. And the longer we can keep going with this show of giving you free education and fun stories and all the things that we talk about with social media, along with all the other shows. Make sure, look them up. Wing It Rise Up with Lindsay Hanlon, Unlimited Horizons, uh, hosted by Megan Mizzuto of the International Association of Women, and This is 65, hosted by Aaron Ackenhow. I think you're going to love all of the shows for different reasons. All right. With that, I'm going to wrap this up and move on. Coming up is my chat with Emily Kurth. Today's guest is the owner and artist at Coco and June, a, com a company dedicated to bringing joyful art into your life. She started her business in 2013 after a life altering diagnosis where her doctor instructed her to learn how to manage her stress. A major part of that process became focusing on the joy in her own life. And she made it her mission to share her joy with others. Oh, I love this. Um, <laughs> her deep belief that is that you, what you put into the world matters and that focusing on the good is not only beneficial to yourself, but also to society as a whole. She lives in West Virginia with her husband, Rob, and uh, has three boys with him. And we just talked about my visit to West Virginia, funny enough, before we started mm -hmm. recording. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Emily Kurth. 
Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I won't make everybody sit through the West Virginia story, but we Uh had fun talking about that before we got started. Yes. Um, Yes. (laughs) I mean, there's all kinds of fun to be had. It's beautiful over there. Oh, it is a beautiful state. Very beautiful state. It's not, I mean, like what I always say about Houston is that it's a great place to live. It's a wonderful city, great people, great food, lots of opportunity and jobs and all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. But it's not naturally beautiful the way that West Virginia is. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty flat in Houston too, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I lived in um, Cleveland for a while after I first got married. And it, I, I was like, this is so flat. I can't, I couldn't, I could just could not get used to how flat it was because here in West Virginia, like there is no flatness at all. And right. my dad always said, if you can run or drive in West Virginia, then you can run or drive anywhere. And he's right. Cause it is just like, it, there's lots of hills here. <laughs> that is so, that is so true. Like West Virginia has prepared you for anything. Yeah. <laughs> anything yeah. The road. Anything. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Uh, actually, because tomorrow night is supposed to snow. So yeah, it's May 2nd tomorrow and it's going to snow. So yeah, it's not, this is not a place for the wimp of the world. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Yeah. I won't even tell you what the weather is in Houston today. Like, <laughs> no, that'll make me mad. Don't do it. <laughs> well, okay. So we have, we have a great topic to talk about specifically that I loved that you offered up to me when we talked about doing this, but before that you recently had a cool thing happen yeah. with the studio. So yeah. please share your news. Yeah. So, um, I'm opening a studio, like an in-person studio outside of my house. So that's a huge for me. I've been in business for, um, nine and a half years and I've done it all from home. And now my youngest son is about to leave for college next year. So I was like this, all this studio opening completely fell in my lap. The lady who owns the building presented it to me. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. And then I was like, I said to my husband, I was like, I don't know, Rob, it's a big risk. And he's like, you know what, Emily, sometimes you have to take risks in life. And I was like, well, that's exactly what I needed to hear. So yeah, so Friday, um, I open. So yeah, really exciting. Oh, we're just days away as a recording. Yeah, yeah. So if I, if I like short circuit here and like lose <laughs> my mind, it's because I'm going crazy, but it's, it's coming along. It's coming along. Okay, you're I'm just excited. kind of, kind of busy, just a little busy. Well, so, so for all. any of us that don't know what that entails to have mm-hmm. a studio like this, like for somebody that's totally unfamiliar with the art world or anything, like what, what does it even, what does it mean? Like what's the, what, what's going to happen there? What's the significance of being able to have that separate from your home? And I would, right. I'm just curious. I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. Well, uh, well, first of all, when you are looking at art um, online, it's completely different than when you see it in person. So I loved doing all of my uh, business online because it was, well, obviously over the past few years, it worked out really well for me. But um, then I started getting my art into shops and people were like, it's like a completely different ball game, Emily. Like you can't even tell online what this looks like, like you can in person. So I was like, okay, that's number one. It's really important to have it in front of people's eyes, like actual in person. The studio itself, um, I I was kind of not really sure what I was going to do either until like last week. But what I'm going to do is um, I will be working and painting in the studio, but also selling my art in the studio. And then I also have, I have like big 
big pieces like the one behind me canvases but then I also do note cards and prints and some other little smaller items so that will all be for sale there and then once I get my ducks in a row I get like really settled in there I'm going to start doing classes so people can come and learn to paint and um, have fun and you know do all that kind of fun stuff so, oh my yeah. gosh, that is, that is so cool. So what, yeah. what, when did this journey start for you? Like, was it something that ever since you were a kiddo and you like to create things or was it later or what? Well, it's interesting. Cause, uh, I find like when I, when I followed you a lot of, I feel that you're sort of the same way. Like you maybe had one thing in mind that you were going to do, and then it kind of all went a different way (laughs) and it worked out. It worked out really well. So as a kid, yes, I was very artistic as a child. My mom is a super talented artist, but not professionally. My brother was a super talented artist. Also never did anything professionally with it. I always say I was the third most talented artist in my family of four, (laughs) but, um, my dad, no, he has no talent in the, in the art world. But anyway, I was, I was very into it. Then I, but I never considered a career in art ever. Um, and also I never really kind of fit into the art world. I was just in like way too, um, like, let's just use the word joyful. Uh, I was not <laughs> dark and like, I was not pissed off at life enough, <laughs> I guess. And so I just never really fit into that crowd. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I became a teacher. I was a, a teacher out of college. And then once I had my kids, I have three boys. Um, I stayed home with them. And so that was very, I was very focused on that. And then as they started getting older and a little more independent, um, a friend of mine approached me about, uh, cause I was painting all the time and painting furniture and doing things. And she said, let's start a, uh, furniture like painting business. So we did, that's how it all started. And then she went and got a job in the, um, like commercial production world. And then I just stuck with it and then shifted over to abstract art and then floral art and bright, joyful art. So anyway, that's the the path that I went on. I can't even remember your original question, but that's, that's where we landed. Yeah, no, no, you answered it. I was just wondering how it all came about. So yeah. 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 That's and so then funny that you said to- that you're the third best artist. <laughs> <laughs> I am the third best artist in my family, but, and then going back to the bio about the diagnosis along the line, when my youngest was a year old, I uh, started having really bad joint pain and my doctor, they diagnosed me with something called psoriatic arthritis, which um, I don't know if you're Phil Mickelson, the golfer has it. But um, it's very similar to rheumatoid arthritis. And it was uh, really painful, really scary. I was only 31 years old. And I, you know, you don't even really think about your health health when you're 31 years old, you know what I mean? And especially when you have three little kids, that's all you're thinking about is their health, you know? And um, so it was kind of like a holy shit moment, you know, I was like, what is even happening? And um, my husband went with me to the the follow-up appointment. And he said, what can I do to help her? He asked the doctor and the doctor was like, help keep her stress level down. Um, which 
is, if you knew my husband is hilarious because he's the most type A person you've ever met. Like, but anyway, but I, (laughs) he may not be the best candidate for that job. (laughs) Can you give him a second option? Like, I don't know, take me to Jamaica. I don't know. So anyway, um, I then went on a mission to figure out how to like handle my stress in life. And I do a lot of things to handle my stress. But one of the things I really started focusing on was I really kind of studied the effects of like negativity and negative thoughts and being around negative people and listening to negative everything and how that affects your stress level. And for me in particular, it really did affect my stress level. And so I just went on a mission to kind of kick that to the curb as much as possible. And also on the flip side, focus on the things that bring me joy. And I kind of really went back into like, what did I love doing as a kid? And art was one of those things. So um, that's how that all, that all came about. And then I just made a business out of it and it's like, it's, it's going really well. And I'm really, really happy about it. So. That is so cool. You know, I love that kind of thing about like going back to your childhood and like what, what you loved and like, how can you make that a part of your life? now, even if it's not exactly the way you thought, you know, all that stuff, which, Mm -hmm. you know, you know that, but like, Mm -hmm. that's so cool that you literally did that. You just went back to what you in deep down inside in your heart that you loved and it made you happy. And that's that, like, I don't know, to me, that's just, that's just like, you know, jackpot gold. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way too. I'm, I'm very blessed that I'm able to do this. So. That's fantastic. Okay. So let's dive into the specific topic I was wanting to talk about with you, Mm -hmm. which is, okay. So it's the formula for fulfilling business and you've got three um, parts or three steps or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. The first one says authenticity and sticking to your message. So tell us more about authenticity, sticking your message in a business. Cause we're I mean, who doesn't want a fulfilling business, right? Like, right, right. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And there have been many times during my business uh, journey that I was not fulfilled and was ready to quit. And I kind of was like, just kind of dug in and did some deep thinking about why, what is not working here and what do I need to do to make it work? So one of the things that, honestly, the the compliment I get the most uh from people who follow my business is authenticity. And so I was like, okay, so that's working. That's good. And it's really just like, I'm not really very good at not being authentic. I'm pretty wide open. This is who I am. Take it or leave it kind of person. Um, And as far as, so authenticity just kind of comes naturally to me. It really does. And I try to say to other people, like, just nobody wants, like, you can see through a phony baloney right away. And especially, especially with as much experience as we now all have with, uh, you know, absorbing social media, like, it's just easy to spot. So that me, not no bueno in the, uh, in the business world, but uh, sticking to your message. Now that is a little tougher. I feel like, especially with the, like, awfulness that social media had been for a while there for the past few years. Like my message in my business is bringing joy into your life. I could go really deep into why, like we did before. It's just like, I had to be that way for my health. You know what I mean? Not that everybody else has to be that way for their health, but that's the way I have to be for my health. So I'm sticking to it. And it was hard to stick to that. 
for a while there. Um, it was really hot. Like joyfulness became frivolous and not meaningful and stupid or whatever, you know, and it was just like, but it's not, you know, so I, right. I have to really stick with that. And I think it's really nice as far as I, my followers, my clients, my customers, they love that because like, I'm sticking with this. They're not confused by my message. They're not, they don't have to even think what my message is. Their message, my message just is, is nice and makes them feel good. <laughs> right. Well, and I like what you said about that. Like it can come off as being like, um, dumb or whatever. And I was also thinking like, um, uh, surface level. Um, mm-hmm. cause I mean, I relate to this, obviously yeah, it, a right. lot of, a lot of what I put out into the world is about it. it it's a, it's a joy, um, joyous feeling, you know, for the most part. And you're right. Like the, when you have that kind of a brand, essentially, mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. it's in person, social media, both you, it is important to remember why that's at the forefront. It's not just like, right. we should all just be happy just to be happy. Right. <laughs> like, right. There's an ad, right. like for you, there was like that deeper reason yeah. why you really had to go with that. And it made such a difference to you personally. And then like, mm-hmm. for me too, like, you know, you can sometimes share with your people, like the struggle that led to needing to prioritize something like joy. Um, cause, cause you, like you said earlier, I, I never related to the whole, um, I'm angry at the world right. vibe either. Like, so, right. But, but that kind of feeling is taken as being like deeper kind of, I think, right. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Although I have to say, like, I, I feel like this probably pertains to both of us, but I don't want to speak for you, but I've never really fit in a hundred percent anywhere my whole life. So it's like, it would be weird. And going back to the, how authenticity comes naturally for me, it would be weird for me to like, not be this way. And so even when the whole rest of the world is telling you not to be that way, it's like, I'm sorry, I have to, you know, like I gotta (laughs) be me or whatever. So yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Not not to say that I'm always joyful. Trust me. I get pissy too, but I'm just saying (laughs) this is like the vibe of the business here. I I understand. And I actually think that speaking of, uh, not always being joyful, whenever you have that as such a big part of your life and your business, everything, we are probably the people you don't want to mess with because we quit because we're only going to let it, let it out whenever that shit's gotten really under our skin. <laughs> so like, don't, don't mess with the joyous right. people. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like this running joke in our family because there's, I've had a few blowouts, you know, in my lifetime, but it's like, it takes me like 10 years to get to that point. And then I just like, what? and the whole family's like, Oh, now like, what just, here she goes. But I'm like, you know, like, don't, don't put me there. Don't put me in that spot. But anyway, it happens. Um, yeah, it does. It happens. Um, okay. So, so that was the first thing on the list mm-hmm. on having a formula for fulfilling business authenticity mm-hmm. and sticking to your message. Mm-hmm. Um, the second focusing on how you want your customers to feel, I cannot yeah. wait to hear what you say about this, because this is something I think that's really overlooked and not on purpose. I just don't yeah. think that we focus on it enough. Yeah. It's, I mean, I feel like this is not something I necessarily came up with. I feel like in any of my studying about marketing, this is kind of a thing, you know, you want to, you, it's like, what's, 
how do you want your customers to feel when they like, for example, Target, let's say, like, how do you want your customers to feel when you they, when they walk into Target? Right. And I'm just like, hello, I'm here. This is yeah, you feel happy. You're happy to be there. Right. Yeah. As opposed to when you walk into like the DMV or something. You know what I mean? Not that the DMV is doing a lot of marketing, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so it's like, how do you want your customers to feel? So when I make it a really, um, how do I want my customers to feel? I want them to feel joy. I want them to feel good. I want them to feel um, the opposite of stressed. Okay. So um, I am like, if I'm going through something that's really awful and I'm in a terrible mood or I'm like, this week I'm pissed off about the weather, which is ridiculous, but true. Um, I'm not going to like put that out there. Right. Because that's not how I, it's, I'll do that with my husband. I'll do that with my best friends, but it's not my place to make anyone who's looking at my stuff. I, I don't want, I don't need them to feel that way because like, why make somebody else's day shitty because I'm having a shitty day. You know what I mean? Uh, So I want, I always keep in mind, how do I want my customers to feel when they read an email from me? How does, how do I want my customers to feel when they purchase something from me and they get like the confirmation email even, I mean, I'm like super picky about all that stuff. How do I want my customers to feel when they look at my social media? You know, how do I want my customers to feel when they see me at a restaurant and, you know, in, in town and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I saw your latest post, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I just always want them to feel good. That's right. how I want them to feel right. in any kind of interaction. And, um, it's, it's worked out to my benefit. So, and, uh, and to theirs, I think. Right. I think that's so cool to hear somebody else say that. Cause I agree completely. And in any time I have shared something that was, um, uh, not quite the, the norm it's mm-hmm. been thought out. It's been very intentional. It's because I feel like someone can relate. It's a, it's a, like, there's a deep mm-hmm. reason behind it rather yeah. than, um, on social media, say just sharing every single, like you said, complaint, right. thought, feeling from every single day and calling that authentic when, I mean, is it real? And that's your feelings for the day? Sure. But like you mm-hmm. said, is that really always the place? No, mm-hmm. I right. agree with you. Right. Isn't, isn't it like, it's like this trend right now. And it's probably for a little while on, on social media is the best example to, for this, of course, is like to just share all of your shitty <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah, I and I, and I, I mean, I think that it, I, I do think that there's a time and place and it, you know, I really do, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's like, calm down, everybody, mm-hmm. like think mm-hmm. it through and then only share those really important lessons and moments, you know, right. That- I no, I completely agree. And part of that for me is like, I mean, I'm 48 years old. I didn't even have social media until I started a business yeah. almost 10 years ago. Okay. I did not grow up online at all. And so for me, privacy is like really important to me. It's just ingrained in me, which I don't necessarily know how ingrained it is in the the next generation, like my kids' generation. Although my kids are pretty private online. They really are. Um, But it's like, 
I mean, there's some, some things that people just don't need to know. And also <laughs> yes. like, uh, like I'll see stuff and I'll be like, Oh, I didn't need to hear that. I did not need to see no. that. You know, like, uh-uh. uh, also, also, can I just make a request publicly? Can everybody <laughs> stop sharing pictures of your injuries and your gross shit? Like, I don't want to be scrolling in the, I hate that. the cut on your knee. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, Brittany. Listen, my entire family went into some form of medicine. They're all in the healthcare field. And I'm like, you people are crazy. Do not show me this shit. I don't want to see it. And then one kid broke his arm at my son's lacrosse game the other day. And everybody's like, oh, did you see it? It's like backwards. I was like, I am not looking. I'm not looking. <laughs> no. So yeah, please don't do that. Also, like, I'm like, don't put like, pictures of your kid who's like puking online. I'm like, your poor kid, that kid's yeah. puking. Like, do you want a picture of you online if you're bombing? No. no. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you know, yeah, we can laugh and it's, and it's, it is really honestly very funny, but you're so right about when you're, when you're putting yourself out there for business purposes, building right. a brand and doing all this yeah. stuff, like that, how do you want your customers to feel? Yeah. And it's, right. It's more than just you saying, thank you for your business. It's all of these things wrapped up in one. When they go to your accounts, how are they going to feel? Is that the way you want them to feel? Right. And it comes back to like checking off both boxes, like authenticity and how do you want them to feel? So it's like, I want them to feel good, but I'm not going to be like a weird, like a total fake person to, to make you feel good. You know what I mean? Cause then you're not going to feel good and, and vice versa. I'm not, I'm not going to like totally be authentic telling you all the things because then that you're going to, you might not feel good after having heard everything I have to say, even if it was authentic, you know? Right. Right. So it's yeah. Like I, think you can, boxes. I think we can boil it down to like, d- whatever you're trying, whatever you're going to share publicly, like, does it contribute to, yes. to your customers or to your brand as a whole for, for educational reasons or for, um, right. like I said, like maybe it's a, a important life moment or lesson or something that would impact your customers. Like you just have to like take a sec mm-hmm. and think it through. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. I don't think very many people take a sec and think it through. <laughs> I, uh, take a sec and overthink it through. That's my, that's my thing. Oh my gosh. I I relate to that very much as well. Okay. All right, cool. So we've got authenticity and sticking to your message, focusing on how you want your customers to feel. And then the final one is, um, having a solid quality product and you put Mm -hmm. created through practice and education. Yeah. I love that. So tell me about that. Well, I feel like for a long time in my business, I had one and two down. I was like, I got one and two authenticity. Yes. To give your message. Yes. And number two, um, how do I want my customers to feel? Yes. And then I thought that would sell all the art. Okay. And then I was like, hmm. then I started really getting serious about learning more about art because I do feel like I do have what you might say is like a natural, I don't, a talent or gift or inclination towards art. Yes. However, that's not enough. (laughs) So I really, especially since I don't have an art degree, I mean, I've, I've taken art classes in my life, but I don't have a degree in art, you know, um, I'm pretty, I'm very much a self-taught artist, which, um, I used to feel insecure about, but now I'm like, 
I kind of love that. And there's plenty yeah. of self-taught artists out there that are really successful. So, um, but I got really serious about like learning about art and taking classes and online classes and going to uh, retreats and just really being a student of what I'm doing. And it worked. I was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. It's like, if you have a marketing agency, you might want to know something about marketing. I don't know. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to like make pizzas, you probably should be good at making pizzas, you know? (laughs) So, um, that I am, I am like, a forever student now of art and learning how to do my art and how to do my art better. And then some of it, I'm like, that's stupid. I'm not doing that. I'm doing my own thing. But a lot of it is like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, here's a perfect example. Like if you have um, a vase of flowers that you're going to paint, you want to figure out where the light source would be coming from. And then you're Like my light source is coming from that side up there. I don't know how well you can see that. So it's a little bit lighter up there. And then that creates a shadow down here. Okay. Those are the type of things that I learned in studying art that I wouldn't have picked up on if I just picked up a brush and started slapping paint up on there. So, um, and those things do make a difference. It's just like any other skill. It's like, if you learn about your skill and you practice, 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 um, your product is going to be better because of it. Right. So that's That's number three. That's a really, that's a really great point though, about it's essentially continuing your education in whatever way that means on what you're doing. I mean, you have to always be open to learning, but I like how you also said that sometimes you'll be like, eh, don't want to do that. Like, yeah, yeah. you, You start to like get that folk, your own focus of like, what, you know, what matters to you and be able to edit out the stuff maybe that doesn't so much or that doesn't make sense for you. Right. Right. And I think art is really, uh, kind of specific to that. Um, because a lot of art is just whatever comes out of you and flows onto the canvas or whatever you're, you know, if you're on paper or whatever. Um, so a lot of it is like, ah, I'm just going to try this, see what happens. And I do it and I'm like, damn, that looks good. You know, I'm going to do that again. And then sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to try this. And I'm like, okay, that looks ridiculous. We're, we're painting over that, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's, it is kind of a strange balance because you do, you do want to just be able to do whatever and flow and just, you know, paint away. And a lot of that I do, but then there's also little things that do make sense. Like when you're mixing paint, like how to get certain colors. I mean, you can't really, you can't really just do that. Like you kind of have to know how to do that. Right. It's sort of science. Like it's, just, right. <laughs> you know, yellow and blue makes green. You can't like really mess with that. So. Right. It is. That kind it of is. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love that. Anyway, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So to go back to make sure everybody's got this formula for a fulfilling business, we've got number one is authenticity and sticking to your message. Number two is focusing on how you want your customers to feel. And then three is having a solid quality product, um, that you've created through practice and education. Um, I'm wondering before we wrap up, like what I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. We didn't plan this question, but like, what what would you say to a beginner, um, Uh that's starting a business that they feel like how, like how you have the genuine love you have for art. So whatever they're doing, they genuinely love it. Um, but maybe that's, I mean, we all know it's hard 
or you're hesitant, like, should I really do this or not? Or, you know, am I going to like screw it up or whatever? Like, what are your words of encouragement to somebody just starting? Uh, I just, I mean, I know this, this uh, motto has been taken already, but I say, just do it. Like, because, um, and also I want to say, don't, this is one thing I really struggled with for a long time. I thought I had to know everything immediately, which in life that never happens that way. Like when you have your first baby, you have no freaking idea what you're doing, even if you've read every book and whatever else. And then by the time you get to your third one, you're like, this is, you know, (laughs) figure it out, you know? (laughs) Right. Um, And art's the same way. And I mean, uh, business is the same way. I get it though. It's, it's, it's harder when it comes to income and you're not, you got to pay your bills. So you, you do have to try to learn all the things, but like a lot of it just is trial and error and figuring it out as you go. And, um, that's probably not what someone wants to hear, but that's, <laughs> but that, but that's, that's always the best advice, right? Yeah. Is the advice that's just like good old fashioned, either put in the effort, like you said, keep learning, try again. Mm-hmm. Um, don't give up. I mean, that, It's all true. That's why we've been hearing all that kind of stuff for years. Yeah. And also like, know that at the beginning, you're a beginner, like, and just accept that you're the, you're still a beginner. Like it's, I don't know why I'm going to golf, maybe because of Phil Mickelson thing, but like, I mean, I've only golfed once and I was absolutely horrible at it. Horrible, horrible, horrible. And I've never gone hard. Oh, I was like, somebody get me another beer. I was like, this is so boring. (laughs) But anyway, um, but like, I also knew I was a beginner. I didn't nope. expect to be, I'm like, I'm not Tiger Woods. I'm out here on like this crappy golf course that they let us go to for free with <laughs> like warm beer. It's fine, you know? And it's like, but, you know, accept that you're a beginner, admit that you're a beginner and then just freaking learn all the things and, right. um, and then go, you know, stick with the three things we talked about and you're golden. You'll be set. I love <laughs> mm-hmm. it. Um, thank you so much for this. This was such a nice, good feeling conversation, but that's because you have such nice, good feeling vibes about you. Oh, I really right back I, at you. I appreciate right you being you. here and we've known each other on social for like forever. I know. What? I mean, what five years, six, it's, it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in I social media the, years, <laughs> right. In social media years. I remember talking to you on clubhouse. Does clubhouse still exist? It does. It does. I oh. haven't been there in a bit, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember ta- I remember really like actually talking to you there, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm glad that it's kept us in touch. I'm glad you were yes. here today. We're going to put it in the show notes, but please also let everybody know right now how they can find you, follow you, your art, um, and see all the wonderful things. Okay. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook, although I'm way more um, I'm just a lot better at Instagram than I am Facebook, but it's, uh, at Coco and June C O C O and June, like the month. Uh, and then my website is Coco and And if you're in Morgantown, West Virginia, after May 5th, I will be in my studio. So come and see me. It's in a really great building full of female creatives. We've got, um, a graph, I mean, an interior designer business a coffee shop, a charcuterie business. Like it's, it's a really cool place. So come see us. Oh yes. You're going to get all the goodies whenever you go see. (laughs) Yes. 
Come and if I it. ever venture back out to West Virginia, I'll stop by. <laughs> yes. Come, come up. You got to come up from where you were last time. You gotta go, <laughs> go north. <laughs> All right, Emily, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.